When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Visit Solitaire Audi and test drive the new A3 and S3. Welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh yes, welcome to a new way to start your Saturday morning, 8.30 to 10.30. Great to have your company this morning. My name is Andrew Hayes and joining me, uh, the most important part of this show, it must be said, 268 games. And the newest member of the media fraternity jumped onto the dark side. It's Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Gibbsy. Good morning, Hazy. Thank you for having me. No, tell mate, take us through it. We're, we've, we've got you on board oh, after so much negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nice of you to take a pay cut for me, too. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's always a good start. But, mate, it feels like the first day of school. Mm. Like, I woke up this morning, I was a bit up and about. Wandered in here, didn't know where to park, didn't know what the address was, um, trying to find the toilets in this joint. It's a bit of a bit of a process, but yep. um, we're here and we're away. And just like you do at school, just trying to find your feet, trying to make some friends. Absolutely. Trying to work out who the cool kids are. That's it. So <laughs> you've, uh, you've sat me next to you this morning, so uh, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, look, we'll see how we go. A lot to get through this morning. Jeez, if you're a Port Adelaide supporter, are you back? 0427 154 166. That's a text line. Get involved this morning. Better still give us a call. 1300 736 736. Solid win last night. 17 points um, against an undermanned Bulldog side, it must be said. But uh, it's still an undermanned Port Adelaide side. Charlie Dixon comes back via the twos in the sample um, this weekend. Uh, and also Ratio Fantasia's building. Scotty Lysett building as well. So, I mean, it's a long season ahead and a lot to get through this morning in terms of Port Adelaide. But last night was a good result. Yeah, you can only just keep winning, can't you? Um, as you said, the Bulldogs were undermanned and um, it, al- it always is a tough trip to come over to Adelaide and, and beat Port on, on their home deck. But um, yeah, that's three in a row for Port. Um, some guys start building some form, I suppose. And um, yeah, you can only just keep winning. So that's three in a row and they're, they're building nicely. Big game for the Crows as well. I suppose a big talking point from that is Matt Crouch. Now, we've got a man in the studio by the name of Bryce Gibbs who probably knows this situation pretty well, and that is an unexpected axing, I suppose you would call it. Matt Crouch is in that category. It happened to you a couple of years ago. It would probably feel like a strange situation, certainly from the outside looking in, it is. Yeah, certainly um, there's a bit of sense of deja vu for myself when I heard that Matty had been dropped. But, um, oh, look, he... He'd be going through, you know, a range of emotions this week, knowing that he he wasn't going to be playing and, and left out of the side. Um, I don't necessarily thought he was the worst crow on the weekend against GWS. So yeah, it has come as a, a bit of a surprise. But um, you know, we'll talk about it a bit later. But um, you know, he'll be pretty determined to go back to the Sandful this week and and put his best foot forward and get back in the side. The Bryce Gibbs Cups is on this week weekend as well, of course. Uh, the Blues taking on the Crows <laughs> over there. Lot on the line. Um, Crow supporters get involved this morning. 0427-154-166. Big shout out as well uh, to Solitaire Audi. Visit Solitaire Audi and test drive the new A3 and S3. Solid supporters of the show. We thank them for the contribution so much. So great to have them on board. And like we said, we want to get you on board and introduce you as well to the full team. We've got Tommy Lyon uh, making sure 
everything steers in the right direction. Tommy Lyon is our producer, absolute extraordinaire. At some stage this morning, we'll get him on and have a bit of a chat with him because this is a young man who um, has the gift of the gab, we know that, but also he's a gift from the heavens when it comes to singing and playing music. Is that right? That is absolutely spot on. And I think there's a bit of a music theme when you jump on board our SCNSA, even Kane Corns. Um, Burls out a, a few tunes every now and then, gives you soap. Just be prepared that at some stage, maybe not today, maybe not next week, but probably by the end of the season, we'll have you singing, I reckon. We'll just keep pumping him up and hopefully we can get him out here pretty soon. <laughs> I reckon, from what I know with Tommy, it'll take, uh, we've just sort of slightly nudged him. One more slight nudge and he'll be in here with the guitar. Can't wait, actually, Tommy. Look at his big cheesy grin back there. Yeah. He's ready to go. We're Ron Burgundy areas where somehow he always has a guitar with him. Um, Bryce, let's catch up. What's been going on? Because from Crows supporters and Blues supporters um, that maybe have lost touch with what you've been doing, you're still in Adelaide, playing some very good football for South Adelaide for a, a year and now a little bit. Um, what's been going on and how are you enjoying life? Yeah, life's good. Um, yeah, as you said, back here now playing in the in the Sandfall, which is, uh, you know, I was, once I retired, uh, I still thought I had some good footy left in me um, and still wanted to play at a high level and um, I just sort of had to grapple with the commitment probably that the Sandfall um, demands. It's still a pretty serious comp as you know and um, you know a lot of hours required to, to still play at the level. So once I got my head around that, uh, I was certainly keen to play. Um, wanted to dip the toe in, in the coaching sort of field, uh, a bit of play development uh, and that's how sort of me landing at South Adelaide come about. Um, they offered me a, a role in, in player development um, and working some, with some of their junior programs, uh, which was really appealing to me, and um, that sort of sort of landed me at South. So, uh, yeah, obviously been there for 18 months now, um, really enjoying my time there. Got a great, great bunch of players, great coaching staff, great club, great supporters, um, and, yeah, a club that hasn't had a lot of success for, for a long time, or especially the ultimate success. So in winning a flag, um, you know, I thought I could certainly help to, you know, help them towards that. And um, last year we made a prelim and, and you know, we had a pretty good year. This year it started off a little bit up and down with, uh, through injuries and, and COVID and a few other things. Uh, we've had some challenges, but um, yeah, sitting at two and three and, and got a big game today against Norwood. So um, yeah, that's sort of, that's been me. Um, the thing that I've loved as well, and I've, I've pumped you up on numerous occasions and might embarrass you here, is that at your stage of your life, after 268 AFL games so long in the system, you haven't just rolled up to the sample for just one or two years just to close out the footy career. Like you, you could, in my opinion, quite easily still be playing AFL. You're in good condition and you're in McGarry winning form. So uh, clearly the drive to be the absolute best is still there. Let's not get too carried away. I have put on, I have put on a few kilos and have slowed down a little bit. Well, I don't know where since, it is, mate. You still look pretty good. Days, but um, yeah, look, and I did retire with a year left to go on my contract. So um, I was keen to you know, see that contract out. Obviously not going to be having many opportunities um, in that last year at the Crows. Um, you know, it was the right thing for me to step away. But um, you know, off the back of that, as I said, I, I still thought I had some good footy left in me. And um, not that I'd... I needed to prove a point in my first year out of the AFL, but there was still some unfinished business there. And um, yeah, I think you know, having that sort of mindset sort of contributed to me having a, a solid year last year. And um, 
after round two when you declared me for the McGarry again. I've, <laughs> I've had did. some pretty heavy attention <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks, which has been good fun. But, um, you know, I'm happy. I'm not taking things too seriously out on the field and just having fun and working with these young guys. And that's what it's all about. I still stand by the fact that you've definitely got six McGarry votes locked in from rounds one and two. <laughs> yeah. They can't take that away well, from we'll you. We'll soon find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, mate, your, your relationship with football now, I've been a journo at seven for maybe seven years. I've never seen someone um, as heavy, heavily, I'll say scrutinised, publicised as well, that got so much attention, good and bad. When you got out of the system, what was it like when you go from what's Bryce eating for breakfast this morning to now he can go and enjoy playing footy with his mates? Yeah, it, it, it's probably a bit of a weight off the shoulders, I suppose. Um, you do... When you're in the AFL bubble, um, you don't actually realise how good it is in the outside world. In, in, a, in that might seem sound weird, me saying that, but um, you know you do as as a part of being an AFL footballer, a professional athlete. You have to toe the line with a lot of things and, and be careful what you do, what you say, what you eat, where you are, at what time of the day, um, and it, it can be pretty draining at times because you know we are normal people, and all you want to do is enjoy your friends, enjoy each other's company and, and just be, be human. But um, you know, there are certainly some restrictions around that when you sign up to, to be an AFL player or, or that professional athlete. And um, yeah, when you step out of the bubble, like life's good. You can enjoy it a lot more and, and, and take, take things a lot more easier, which has been really enjoyable. Hey, you're a media guy now. This is official. <laughs> we call no, it official, are we? Yeah, it's I'm official. Because you're locked in. I'm right not sure on. what's happened behind the scenes, but this is an ongoing show. <laughs> no more little bits and pieces. So, I mean, did you think that you would, I mean, you're just dipping your toe in, but did you think you would go down this path and being the relationship that you had with the media through good times and bad? I mean, what did you think of the media as a whole? Uh, it's, it's certainly been a love-hate relationship over yeah. the journey. Um, and that probably goes hand in hand with how your form is and, and, you know, what's going on at your footy club. And, um, you know, when you're going well, they're, they're pumping you up and you're, you're having good relationships with them. But when you're struggling to get a kick and, and your team's not going so well, they, they can come after you and you can, uh, you can, it's hard not to take it personally at times. I know it's the industry and, um, you know, they, they tip a lot of money into footy and, and that, that's what it is. But, um, yeah, I, I never thought I would end up in the media once I finished footy, but, um, you know, getting an opportunity like this, I certainly wanted to jump at it and see where it could go, and um, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think I'll, I'll be too controversial or do any cane corns type <laughs> slaggings or anything like that. But, bleach uh, your hair. We'll, we'll Next week we'll get you to bleach your that, hair. That has been done too. <laughs> so I've already got I've already got one up on him there. So um, <laughs> COVID, that was a little COVID scare. That one, a little the blonde tips in there. But um, yeah, look, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Very nice. Um, now, the family. How is the family going? You've got two kids at home. You've got Charlie. You've got Madison. Charlie is almost seven. Mad into his sports? Uh, he's mad into everything. Um, yeah, going into year one this year, um, you know, Oz kicks and soccers and basketballs, they're all starting up now. So, um, yeah, he's full on. Uh, Madison's two and a half now. She's, um, she's really starting to test us. She's uh, those terrible twos, I think they say, she's going through and... Um, she knows what she wants and when she wants it and that's it. <laughs> so that's been good fun to, uh, to navigate through that. But, um, yeah, the kids are going well, mate. They're growing up way too quick and, um, 
even though I am still playing footy, so half of my weekends are gone with that, those commitments, but it's certainly been nice to spend a bit more time with them now that I've uh, been retired. Great. So Madison is two and a half, and you're telling me it's going to get much worse before it gets better. Our little girl at home, Lottie, is one and a half, and she can't say words, but she can talk and make demands. It's intense. So they start working out what they can actually say and it gets even more intense, does it? Absolutely. <laughs> Louder and more tenser and more grumpier. Yeah, and good. Yeah. So, no, she's, um, she just follows Charlie around, which is pretty cool to watch. And whatever he's doing, she's right behind him. So it's, uh, it's a good time of our lives. So and I suppose it's a bit of an obvious question, mate, but it sounds like your work-life balance now is in a beautiful spot. Yeah, it is. It's... Uh, in a weird way, there's probably there's more contact hours working and, and playing Sandful because obviously the three or four nights a week training and, and then playing um, after work. So there's probably a little bit more more time away. But I'm lucky that South you know, let me have, have mornings off to do school drop-offs and you know, run some errands with the kids if I need to, which is, which is really important. And um, it's, it's, it's actually a good fit. So, um, yeah, it's working well. Just one more question on the, the media stuff. AFL players see everything that's going on because you can sit there. I mean, there's so many, even Adam Simpson during the week saying, oh, what Kane Corn said is irrelevant. I didn't say it when he was talking about Elliot Yo, et cetera. And all the stuff that goes through the media, did you guys see it or can you block it out? I think you can do both. Um, you know, it's certainly, it's in your face you, you know, with social media and yep. And everything these days, it's it's hard not to not to see it and not to read it and, and be across most things. Um, yeah, there are some stuff that pop up out of nowhere that that might surprise you. Um, but you know, I think most players are across everything these days this, with the way the the landscape is of social media and whatnot. Are you a big one for social media? Did you get involved? Uh, not heavily. I'm on social media, um, more of an Instagrammer than a, than a tweeter, but. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't mind scrolling through. What about Bryce Gibbs on Twitter as well? Just the profile pic. I mean, that is some something... Of my, some of my best work. That is something some really work. special. And I'm not sure that was done just a few weeks ago as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a professional shoot, shoot. It's something to do with Adidas, but there's some real, real solid model vibes about that profile picture. Blue steel. Blue steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Very nice. Um, we'll talk about Port Adelaide, who beat the Western Bulldogs last night. Very big win. Are they back on track? Send us a text, support Adelaide supporters. Are you very much up and about? We'll do that just after nine o'clock. The other game that was on last night, and before we talk about Frio just absolutely pantsing the Kangaroos, Bryce, your thoughts on two games on a Friday night? Uh, I didn't really like it. Yeah, yeah, you seem, um, that to, seems to be, to be honest, the overwhelming um, opinion. We had football training ourselves down at, uh, down at Flinders University Stadium, but... Uh, yeah, coming home, sitting on the couch, trying to flick through both games. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I'd much prefer Thursday night footy. Yep. So bring that back or just play the one game on Friday for mine. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Fremantle, are they absolutely the real deal? I know sometimes you get a little bit of uh, false hope after big, big wins, particularly against the Roos and the Eagles. But they've been very, very consistent. Should uh, Dockers supporters, they're out there. And they certainly will start to be coming out now. Should they be getting excited? I think we all have to. Um, no, oh, there wasn't a whole lot of expectation on them leading into the season. And I think the game last week down at the Cattery really put them on the map and 
told everyone that we need to take this football club seriously this year. Um, obviously, Melbourne haven't played yet, but yeah, they're sitting top of the ladder. Mm. Like, no one would have picked that after seven or eight games. So, um, watching a little bit of them last night, they're, they're playing some impressive football, albeit yeah. it was against North Melbourne. And, and I haven't watched uh, a heap of their games this year, but their ball movement was very exciting. It was quick. It was... It was sharp. Their skills were good. They just they look really well drilled. Everyone knows their role, and um, they're going to be playing finals for you this year. We need to start getting that in our heads. Yeah, the thing is as well, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on. It is an absolute mess at the West Coast Eagles, particularly off the back of this statement that was released by the Eags last night. Um, they are getting smashed by injury and COVID. Yet the Dockers aren't, and pe- it feels like people aren't really talking about. I don't know if there's a difference in what. The players are doing if it's purely just luck but for some reason in that part of Perth COVID is rampant on the Eagles but it's not quite as bad at Fremantle surely not <laughs> well, when it rains it pours doesn't it I suppose <laughs> yeah. and and if you're an Eagles supporter or member and you're obviously doing it really tough at the moment and and the other mob uh, across the other side of Perth are absolutely flying so um they you know, Western Australia is a, a proud footy state just like South Australia and um yeah, one side's loving it, one side's hating it. So uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, Dockers 102 to 24 for North Melbourne. So North Melbourne's um, another season from hell continues. Um, you've been part of some sides that were genuinely rebuilding. What would it be like right now, not just for David Noble, but for the players? It's, it's a really tough spot to be in. Um, they obviously know they're going through a bit of a rebuild and it is going to take a little bit of time. Um, but... You just want to see some signs and, and see some some spirit, some competitive spirit. And, and when you're you know, constantly getting whacked by you know, 50, 60, 70 points each week, um, you know, it, it makes it extremely tough to, to front up Monday, to go again, you know, to find the energy to, to keep grinding away. Um, and you know, they've certainly got some talent on that list and they're, they're gonna, they are going to be good eventually. Um, but as a player, when you're going through it, it can be extremely tough and, and all you want to do is, is just win a game of footy and, and they're, they're far from it at the moment. How do you keep, these are in-depth in coaching questions, <laughs> how do you stay focused on trying to win when you basically know you're not going to win? And how do you stop blokes going out there and thinking about individual stats, etc.? Yeah, well, you probably just need to break it down, I suppose. And instead of worrying about the end result, try and start with the first quarter. Let's just try and win the first quarter, boys. This is the game plan we're going in with. These are the KPIs we want to hit and, and just chip away at it like that. And uh, as you said, you've you got to keep rewarding you know, you know, team efforts and, and, and team plays so that you know, it doesn't become an, an individual focus. So, yeah, those, those players are, are going to be you know, going through some extremely you know, tough, tough reviews and from week to week working out how they, they're going to get better. But unfortunately in this situation, there's no easy fix. You, you've got to go out there, review what you're doing, train it as hard as you can and to the best of your ability and, and slowly it'll, it'll turn around. But uh, yeah, it is certainly tough. Another tough result for the Roos. Let's hear from the coach, Dave Noble, post-game. Just seems like each week we've got one thing that sort of pops up um, where we get you know severely taken advantage of. So... Um, we've been trying to work on our defence and our contestable. It doesn't feel like it, you know, obviously with the scores from a defence, but um, from that side of things, again, when you, you sort of hand the ball back, 
with the margins that we have with our turnovers, you know, we're conceding a fair bit of um, score against in, in that side of things. So we just got to we just got to keep fighting. If there has been a positive, and this would surprise absolutely no one, particularly yourself, given your relationship with him, Jason Horn Francis, who is now a rising star nominee, he's in a a tough side to really shine, but he's doing some very good things, and we're starting to really see what he's capable of in terms of that really genuine explosiveness that he's got. Yeah, he, he's going to be a special player. We, we all know that. Um, but the challenge for Jason, I think, at the moment is he's just going to be a little bit patient. He, he's such a competitor and he wants to win uh, and he wants to win now. Um, and I think we saw some of those frustrations against Carlton last week when he was, when things weren't going the team's way or his way. You know, he's starting a bit of argy-bargy and, and that was just some of that frustration coming out in him, I think. So... Um, they're going to have to do their best to hold him back and, and not get too frustrated at the situation that North Melbourne are in at the moment. They uh, they just need to keep him on track because, yeah, he's going to be a special player. Um, he's just going, to, just going to be patient. Gosh, I loved when they asked what uh, Silvani said to him. <laughs> and he was straight up honest and said he said I wasn't very good and the team's not very good. I love that he's still raw enough that he gives honest answers because the season pro would have said, oh, look, I, I'm not sure. I can't even remember. Nah, that, that's what you get with him, isn't it? Um, good. But, you know, he, he, he was doing it at South. He, he didn't, didn't take a backward step. If, if guys went after him, uh, he wouldn't he'd, he'd throw them straight back. So um, that's just his character and, and what he's all about. Are you in regular contact with him? Yeah, I, I have checked in a few, fair few times this year, which has been good. I got over for his first game, which was pretty special as well. So, um, yeah, I'll just keep checking in with him um, throughout the year. All right, there you go. I get involved this morning, 0427154166. After the news up next, we want to talk about Port Adelaide's big night last night against the Western Bulldogs. Um, give us a call as well, 1300 736 736. Of course, doing it thanks to Solitaire Audi. Make sure you go visit the guys down there. Test drive the new A3 and S3. Absolute gorgeous piece of machinery. Top of 18 across Adelaide today. Get ready. Could be a shower or two. Uh, it's bang on 9 o'clock. Let's go straight into the newsroom. Visit Solitaire Audi and test drive the new A3 and S3. You're listening to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. There's two minutes past nine. Get involved this morning via the text line, of course. The number 0427 154 166. Geez, we'd love to take a call from you as well. All the way up until 10.30, that number. 1300 736 736. Um, we're half an hour in. Bryce, starting to feel comfortable? How are we going? Can, I, can we get some feedback through on the text line, maybe, of uh, how my debut started, please? <laughs> yeah, positive or negative. Uh, just bear in mind as well, Bryce very much has access to the text line, so he knows exactly what's coming through. Uh, but don't worry, this text line in particular has been hardened across a couple of years, particularly with some of the uh, feedback that myself and more so Kane gets mixed, and well, Kane actually enjoys it. To be honest, I think I've seen pretty much everything over the 14-year yeah. career as well, so uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what can come through. Uh, water off a duck's back. Um, big result last night, Port Adelaide supporters, wasn't it? 86, 12-14 uh, to 10-9-69. Port Adelaide get the job done against the Bulldogs. Straight away, um, I suppose the big talking point was who wasn't playing last night for the Bulldogs, and that was Marcus Bontempelli. Word was just purely managed, um, so he saw, but before we get stuck into it, someone like a Marcus Bontempelli, I mean, it's a pretty obvious question, but how important is he? Oh, he's huge. And even a Marcus Bontempelli at, say, you know, 85, 90% is still going to you know, be really beneficial for your, for your footy side. Um, and the leadership aspects he brings as well. Uh, he's obviously a great player and he's going to 
do all the things for you stats wise but it's, it's his leadership telling blokes where to go talking to him at the breaks um, that impact he has um, you know is invaluable um, so the other thing as well is that uh, Port Adelaide are missing Scotty Lyson. So he's obviously a first-choice ruckman, just like uh, the Bulldogs are missing Tim English. They're also missing Alex Keith. Port Adelaide's missing Charlie Dixon. Every single side is missing some key players at the moment. So you can't sit there and say, well, if the Bulldogs had this, what could have happened? Because Port Adelaide can say the exact same thing. That's three in a row for Port next week. You'd be mad to tip against them when they're playing North Melbourne. All of a sudden, they're four and five. And then after that, they do play Essendon before the bye. Tough game against the Cats, but the season is turning. It certainly is. Um, you know, I don't think they were back to their, obviously, best last night. But uh, it's another win. It's three in a row. Um, and you know, to Kenny Hinkley, Hinkley's credit, he, he didn't lose faith in this season, did he? They were you know, 0-4, 0-5 or whatever they were. And... They've won three on the trot now, and they're only a game out the eight. So um, you know, that's that's what they set out to do, and and they've done that so far without playing you know amazing football. So that's all that's all you can do. Three in a row. Is it time for particular supporters to put the sack Hinkley talk to bed? I, I think so. Um, well, as I said, they're only a game out, um, and certainly oh, they're going to win next week. You would have thought, and then they should beat Essendon and a tough one against Geelong. But if they get their their mojo up and going, you know they they certainly can win all three of them. So, um, and certainly their season looks a lot different to to Owen Five. The Sack Hinkley stuff has been interesting in itself because, correct me if I'm wrong, Bryce, that if Hinkley was sacked then the caretaker coach is from within. And it's the same game plan anyway, is it not? I mean, there's not an assistant at Port Adelaide sitting there going, I've got a secret game plan in case I get to take over mid-year, is it? Well, you can't really change the whole thing mid-year anyway. Exactly. They, they, they might change a few things here and there, but yeah, you're right. They, there's not a whole lot that they would do differently. Um, and you know, I think, what they say at the start of the year? It's a grand final or bust or a flag or bust or whatever it is, we're still only eight games into the season. Like, technically, it still can happen. So, mm. I think just keep stay the course. It's it's all right. It's it's not uh, emergency. Um, throw everything out just yet. Just want to use a few cliches and just take it one week at a time. Yeah, I've, I've used that one a fair few times actually <laughs> over the journey. So uh, I might leave that one out for a, for a little bit. Uh, full credit to the boys. Um, the other thing is, I mean, Travis Boak. A couple of individual performances. Travis Boak, and we'll get to Todd Marshall, but Boak stood out last night when the top seven or eight disposal getters were mainly Bulldogs players, and Travis Boak is sitting at the top doing what he's been doing for so long, but just... Some of his disposals, particularly a clutch goal in the third quarter, I think the bloke's getting better somehow. Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? How, <laughs> it's how good he is still going. And he actually didn't start in the midfield. He, they started him forward, and you know they're giving guys like Rosie and um, and some of these other young guys more time through the midfield. So he's sacrificed his one wood, which is you know, starting in the centre bounce and, and playing as a midfielder. He started as a forward and. They were getting smacked up in there, you know, pretty early on in the game. And who do they go to? Travis Boak. They mm-hmm. put him in there, and that's when the game turned. Um, as you said, thirty possessions. He's had ten score involvement, so he's he's doing a bit of everything. Six tackles. Um, he, he was outstanding. They did get smacked in the middle, nice and early. I think it was Rosie and Butters and Wines in there, and Drew might have been starting on the bench. 
So in terms of that mix against the elite midfields, does Boak need to always start in the middle and inject someone like Rosie and Butters? Because we know she's have got some unbelievably beautiful skills, but right from the start when you're really trying to, when it's such hot footy, is that where Travis Boak really comes into his own? Yeah, that's probably not a, not a bad call. And because he is so experienced, you know, if, if they do lose the first couple of centre bounces of the game, you know, he's smart enough to change some some guys' positioning and do a different setup or or take control in that sort of sense. So, yeah, I, I would probably start him in there, and and then you know, you obviously still mindful of, of getting those sort of younger guys through there as much as you can to keep giving them the experience. But as you said, when when it's hot at the start of a game and and you need some cool heads, like Travis Boke provides, um, I, I certainly would be starting him in there. The other one was Todd Marshall. Two goals, one. He had 13 disposals, 11 kicks, eight marks. His stats don't do him justice for how strong he was last night, particularly some of the contested marks that he took because that hasn't been something that's featured heavily with Todd Marshall. These past four four to six weeks have been career-defining and he's he's taken giant steps forward. And people have said, look, he's been in the system for a little while now. But he has absolutely been shining in Charlie Dixon's absence. Yeah, he has. And and that's all you need sometimes, isn't it? A bit of a, an opportunity like that with with Charlie being out of the side. He's been a lot more of a focal point for him. And um, you know, although they were playing in an, an undermanned Bulldogs defence, um, some of his marks were, were really impressive. And, and to take him four contested marks, that would have been leading the game. Um, you know, he's in some good form. And probably for Todd, it's just about consistency now. Um, he, we know where his bar can be and, and what sort of footy he can produce. So he just needs to be consistent in you know, providing that week in, week out for the, for the Port Power. Um, I've got a question for you via the text line because I'm not educated enough to uh, answer it. It said, question lads, who makes way for Charlie? Can we play four tools? Uh, I don't think you could probably play four of them. Um, you know, Charlie obviously comes straight back in. Um, I think he plays in the Sandful today yep. or tomorrow, if, whenever Port play, and then Sandful got to buy next week. So from all reports, he's straight back in. So Finlayson, George Yardies, Marshall. I mean, Marshall holds his spot with the form he's been in, and I've been really impressed with Jeremy Finlayson. Yep, um, he's turned it around. He's he's playing some good footy and, and marking it, and, and he's pretty good at ground level as well. So, I mean, if you had to say one of them, it'd probably be George Yardy's purely just on form. The worst thing uh, when playing in the sample, not so much for you, Bryce, because it doesn't matter who plays against you, you're very comfortable, is that you'd be looking at selection of the AFL the week before. And back when I was playing, there was no affiliated clubs, so they'd go back to their clubs that they were assigned to. You'd sit there and go, if you say George Yardy's, Oh, George Yardis has been dropped. He's got a lot to prove. He comes back for one week and I've got to play on him. It's the worst <laughs> Thursday night of your week. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Don't worry about that. And um, you know, that'll, be, that'll be Matt Crouch next week. It'll be, <laughs> yeah. it'll be yeah. uh, oh, we don't know who it'll be for Port next week. But um, yeah, you, you certainly don't want to line up on those AFL guys that come back to Sandfall ever with a point to prove because um, you know, nine times out of ten, they're, they're going to you know, turn it on. Port Adelaide... Um, right now, so three in a row, and there's so many people saying, well, these are the excuses. I mean, how can you justify, you know, playing against the Eagles? They're just an absolute mess at the moment. What sort of difference would it have been if it was at Marvel Stadium against St Kilda? But last night, it feels like that was the one we can say, well, absolutely, they are on the right track. I actually probably think it's last week's game that really was the win they needed. Yep. Um, 
playing up in Cairns against St Kilda, I think Travis Boak was quoted, it was the, the hardest conditions or the toughest conditions he's, of footy he's ever played in. So for, for him to say something like that and to have a one-point win when your, your season's on the line, like they can be season-defining wins. So that was probably the one that, that they needed and they've rolled out, continued that um, uh, into Friday night footy against the Bulldogs. And, yeah, they can go on a roll here and, and, and get their season well back on track, that's for sure. Nice little stat last night that came through by, I think it was Sir Swamp Thing. Our first player to play 100 games at Adelaide Oval last night offered an eligible 102 Travis Boak. Did you ever match up on Boak? Yeah, a few times. A few times. How does he play? Uh, well, he, he does everything well. That's probably the, the why he's so hard to play on. Um, he, he's good inside. He's good outside. He, he's an elite runner. Um, his skills are great. He actually can mark it as well. So there's uh, there's not too many faults in his game, which makes him you know so dangerous to play against and, and so hard to play against. All right, get involved this morning. Text line is open and busy. 0427154166. Um, we'll get a call from you as well. 1300 um, Just looking for some feedback as well. So you're all about constructive feedback. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, <laughs> Give me the feedback. I want to get better. Can we call this, I mean, you've done uh, spots on radio before, but this, is this your radio show debut? Yeah, yeah let's call it that. <laughs> let's call it that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? So we're taking feedback throughout the show, not just post-show. Um, all right, top of 18 degrees across Adelaide. Today is going to be a shower or two. It's 13 minutes past nine. Good morning. Bryce Gibbs is in and doing a, a really, really so- solid job. It would seem so far via the constructive text via the text line. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, some good what ones. I can read. Yeah. Uh, 0427 Keep them coming through and give us a call. one 736 736 Really big result last night for Port Adelaide. Their season is very much back on track. We're going to re- review the Crows game a little bit later on, or as we like to call it, the Bryce Gibbs Cup. The Crows taking on the Blues tomorrow. So much to play for, um, and tomorrow is a very, very important special day, which... Every single year creeps up on all of us. It's Mother's Day. What do you got planned, Bryce? Well, I have to do the traditional get down in the shop early and do the flowers and chocolates thing, as you said, because you, <laughs> you do Sunday you do, morning job. <laughs> you do forget about it sometimes. But um, no, we're just going to go out for breakfast. Take mum out, have a bit of a brekkie and a bit of a chin wag, and she can decide where we go and what we eat, and it's her day. So look, looking the, forward to it. The best thing about your situation is you got two sisters who just shine in situations like this. I assume you just have to physically be there. They do. It is, this is what we're getting, Bryce. These are my bank details. <laughs> Send through the money and we'll sort it. So uh, thanks, Kelly and Macy. Mm. Um, we want to do a bit of a, a what's on segment uh, across this show as well. So Climates Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best Aiken prices. Get around the guys there. Big supporters of our what's on segment. The Urban Wine Walk. Happening today from 12 o'clock, Streets of Adelaide, West End. Going to be alive as a lineup of the best bars and restaurants transform into an urban cellar door for you to visit on a self-guided trail. I don't know if it's probably when you hit the age of late 20s, maybe 30, all of a sudden you acquire a taste for wine. Something like this is absolutely right up my alley. Gone are the days of marble bar and mansions. (laughs) Move on to something like Although this. Although we still think we've got it in us a little bit somewhere in there. But, Occasionally. Uh, <laughs> I, I tend to agree. Uh, and if I wasn't running around at Cooper Stadium at uh, 
2 o'clock today, I would have certainly popped down and had a look down there. Well, that's a very good option as well. Uh, Cooper Stadium, South Adelaide taking on the Red Legs. Two sides that are desperate for a win. You'd expect, uh, we're talking about constructive feedback. You will get some constructive feedback from Red Legs supporters down there. It happens every single time. Yeah, they don't miss down there uh, at the parade. But, um, yeah, as you said, it, it is an important game for both both sides. Um, both need a win to stay in touch with the, the five. And, um, yeah, it's going to be hot. So looking forward to it. Uh, text line, this one from Paul. Uh, didn't know which way this was going to go, but it went positive in the end, which was good. He said, hi, guys, turn on looking for Hutchie and Pickers. Got you two. I've stayed and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, where's it going to go? I uh, said, so would I would be really interested in Bryce's thoughts on Jason Horn Francis at the Roos. I can see parallels with Bryce's time at Carlton. Keep up the great work. Now, we touched on that just before, but do you see similarities right now with what Jason is going to go through before it gets better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're going to take some time to, to get their, you know, the right things in place and the right amount of games into these young guys to to start creeping up the ladder. Um, and, and as I said before, Jason's such a competitor and he, and he wants to win now. So uh, they just need to temper those expectations for him and, and those other young guys and, and they'll get there eventually. So um, they're, they're the challenges they're going to have to face. Another text uh, reads, how did we see Sam Hayes' game last night? I love his two work, two-way work, but I'd love to see him get involved in second and third efforts. That's from Jack and McGill. Thanks for texting in this morning. Great man. Um, Sam Hayes looks solid at this level. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, he's well and truly done his apprenticeship at Sandful level, and you know, we got to forget. We don't want to forget he's only in his fourth game of, of AFL footy, so you know, he's still working it out a little bit at the top level. But um, yeah, he has been solid, and, and he's playing a, a strong role for for Port. This text, just another text from Paringa Park Primary. Can Bryce please return the sporting equipment he borrowed in two thousand and one? They don't forget. <laughs> they do not forget, and they do not miss. Um, that actually, I'm pretty happy with that text. I can't actually see who that is, but uh, well done. Well done. <laughs> Keep those texts coming through. Uh, and just finally from uh, Paul Bonza. Morning to you, Bonds. Uh, very, very good provider for SENSA. We love his work. He said, what are Bryce's thoughts on Matt Crouch playing the sample today? By the way, Tyson Edwards is also making his SENSA debut as a specials commentator for the West V Adelaide game. So make sure you tune in that via the app, particularly. Um, Tyson Edwards is going to do some very good things. We'll talk about it a little bit later on, but yeah, we just sort of touched on the fact that uh, this axing of Matt Crouch, very similar to what you went through. Oh, well, I obviously don't know the, the specific ins and outs. Just, just in terms Maddie, of, but yeah, I don't absolutely. think anyone saw it coming. Absolutely. Um, and I mentioned before, I don't think he was the worst Crows player that ran around against GWS last week. So um, yeah, they obviously have their reasons for it and, and we will touch on it a little bit later, but um yeah, Maddie will be pretty determined to go back today and and to put his best foot forward and play a good game and, and get straight back in the team next week. All right, get those texts coming through. And what are you up to today? If you've got something good that we should uh, be doing or considering, it is going to be top of 18 degrees. Hopefully the showers hold off. Text us through 0427 154 166. Climates Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best day and prices. What you need when you need it. Um, it is 23 past nine on uh, the show this morning, Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Andrew Hayes. Visit Solitaire Audi and test drive the new A3 and S3. You're listening to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. 
27 minutes past nine o'clock. It is Saturdays in SA. We're doing it live from SNSA's studio, Lumo SA. You can get involved at 0427-154-166. Just like this text, which I have no idea what it means, but I assume you do, Bryce. Gibbs, you're a good runner. Did you learn your technique from Les at Paringa or Skell at Plimpton? (laughs) Is this a mate? Uh, I'd say the text line is blowing up with uh, (laughs) old Paringa Park, Brighton High, G8 people in my life and it's quite amusing um les was an old running coach right. at our primary school used to <laughs> take us for fitness once a week and teach us running technique and um uh yeah a good time to be alive around around les was he a sprint coach because um don't take this the wrong way but i don't think uh in the pre-season endurance was your thing was it no it's certainly not <laughs> um yeah, it still hasn't helped me today, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this one, I think this is above board, but I'm not really sure. Just had another message from South Plimpton Football Club. They asked me to ask Bryce what gala lips means. Uh, I don't think we can really go into to okay. that text yep. uh, this I morning. Run that um, past you off air, perhaps. That's okay. Um, we'll save that one for another day. <laughs> there you go. Um, the Bryce Gibbs Cup is on tomorrow. Uh, the Crows taking on the Blues. A lot to play for. Clearly the Blues go in as favourites. We're going to dissect this game after the 9.30 news. But um, hope, optimism for the Crows? Well, they need a response, don't they? After last week's performance, um, they got smashed in all areas. uh, And they they did play a good side in GWS, a a side with a lot of talent, and and they were due to to have a game like that. But um, it makes it a little bit harder. They're not going to have Matty Nicks. Yep. There, um, and they go up against Carlton, who are we're working out whether they're the real deal this year. Yep. Um, and if they say who they are this year, they they should win this game. So it's going to be an interesting uh, game on uh, Sunday afternoon, and, and one I'll be tuning into. Uh, Crow supporters get involved by the text on the number once again: oh four two seven one five four one double six. Uh, Matt Crouch being dropped. How does it sit with your expectations this weekend um, and what sort of response you think you're going to get after last week's smashing by the Giants? Um, let's jump straight into the newsroom. It is bang on 9.30. Good to have you on board this morning, Saturdays in SA. Coming to you live from SNSA's studio, Lumo SA. Get involved via the text line 0427 154 166. Some good feedback coming through. It's all positive for you, Bryce. Doing a good job. We're just over halfway through. Feeling good? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> good. It's, uh, it's always nice to read some good feedback text messages. So yeah. uh, keep them coming through, people. So uh, back in the footy days, were you a, I need feedback in fine print needs to be positive, or did you take it both ways? Nah, I wasn't, but, you know, just a, a wink and a nod to know that you've, you've done the right thing or or something along the lines would was always nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, the way footy clubs have evolved and leadership groups and um, you know you speak of someone like a leading teams that, that come in and, and help with your culture and feedback's obviously a, a huge part of that and um, I think we've probably it's sort of, instead of giving everyone the same feedback it's more gone to more individual isn't it like yep. some guys react differently to a spray where other guys you, you need to give them a cuddle to, to get the best out of them so um, it's just having that balance but um yeah, more positive feedback, the better. So it's an interesting space. Just before we review um, the Blues and Crows clash, are you finding that a lot at sample level as well? Like it's 
from even maybe mid 2000s to maybe mid 2010 it was old school this was don't even worry about what you're doing well this is what you're doing badly concentrate on that and just fix it i feel like you can't go down that path anymore no and that's a part of that evolution that i spoke about just then but um that i mean every club's different in the way they go about it but um at south adelaide we we do invest a lot of time in it we do have leading teams and um and speak regularly as a leadership group and, and then on to the playing group and work with the coaches. And um, it, is, it is all about giving feedback, obviously, instantly when you're out there in a game, but then following up and, and making sure you're doing the right thing during the week as well. So, yeah, it's still pretty heavily involved. Blues hosting the Crows on Sunday. Uh, of course, a couple of changes for both sides. Um, Zach Williams comes in for the Blues. Cottrell and Stocker are out for the Crows. Will Hamill and Mitch Hinge have come in. Ned McHenry and Brody Smith out under concussion protocols. And the big one is Matt Crouch, who has been omitted. Uh, Bryce Gibbs is a right man to talk about this. One, because you're so heavily involved in both clubs. Uh, but two, you probably went through something similar um, a few years back where... No one saw this coming. He's averaging 27 disposals, clearly still uh, having an impact at AFL level. Um, I suppose the impact that he does have with his ball use is sometimes questioned, but when you're getting it 27 times, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, it has come a bit of a shock, uh, and to me as well, and... um, he obviously gets, we just spoke about feedback, he'd be getting feedback you know, regularly, Matty, on, on his game and what he's doing well and, and what he needs to improve on. And um, yeah, the, the match committee have obviously seen some stuff in his game that he, he needs to work on. And um, I think why it is such a surprise, yeah, averaging 27 touches, it's, it's not easy to do that. Yeah. So he is, he is getting the ball and um, you know, there has been some criticism of his you know, ball use and are they effective? Are they back a centre? He's not kicking it well enough. Um, you know, is, is he too similar to a Laird who, who is also a ball disposal accumulator? Um, do you need a bit more dynamic in there? Um, so that there is certainly a lot of things that, that come into a decision like this. Um, yeah, but for Matty, uh, what do you do? I suppose you, you, you would, he would be asking the question, you know, and seeking clarity on, on why this has been the decision that's been handed to him. And um, once you get that feedback and, and that clarity, all you can do is go back to Sandful level um, with a bit of anger and a bit of, you know, tendency to, to prove a few wrong, especially yep. within the four walls and, um, and get back into the side as quick as you can. So it sounds like that's the attitude that you had when you went down to the Sandful and the question is as well, what's it like going from when you've played so much AFL football and it is the bright lights to literally going back to the sample where it is local suburban footy? It would be a, a tough, maybe not a tough, but it would seem like it's a huge change of environment. Well, I was probably pretty lucky enough to have already experienced the sample you know, playing yep. before I'd left to Carlton and got drafted. So I sort of had that experience um, behind me already and then... To come back and I, I, well, I didn't get dropped in my first year back here at the Crows. So you know, going to the reserves games and, and watching the boys play regularly, um, you know, we got the feel for it again pretty quickly. But um, it probably wasn't the initial first time that I, I got dropped. Obviously, that was a new experience for me and a lot of new emotions that I had to go through. It was probably the the fourth or fifth or sixth time that. I got dropped or said that I wasn't going to be in the team this week for whatever reason. 
those were the ones that started to become more challenging and, and hard to accept. Um, and absolutely, at times, I wanted to crack the shits and tell the coach, you're wrong, and to go there and do this, and you, you've got no idea and, and whatnot. But it's a filtered version there. Absolutely. Um, but I was, I was very, very lucky that I had a guy in my corner, uh, Heath Uni, who was the, the Sandful coach at the time at the Crows, uh, who's now... Uh, assistant coach at North Melbourne, but he was one that um, he had a really good balance of working with the, the senior guys and the young guys. Um, and every time I come back to the Sandful, you know, he'd put his arm around me and say, look, it's not ideal. You don't want to be here. I don't want you here as a, as a Sandful coach. I want you back playing in, in, the, in the AFL side. I'm not going to te- tell you or teach you how to play footy. You know how to do that but we need to work on your buy-in and your attitude piece because once you start losing that, you will bring three or four down with you. Yep. So he really instilled in me early that come back with a good attitude, obviously use that motivation to play well, but you know, you're going back to the sample with a lot of young guys and they're watching your every move. So to come back with a good attitude, I think that really actually helped me play well in the sample, um, which, which was fantastic. But um, I was pretty lucky that I had him in my corner to help me through sort of those times because if I didn't have him I probably might have gone about it a different way and probably not the right way. Very good things about uh, Heath Uni. It's good to see him doing well and taking the next step in his coaching career at North Melbourne. Um, Selected by David Noble so he's clearly a man who communicates really really well. He is uh, and his strengths are relationships Um, as, as I just touched on his ability to, you know, have conversations with senior guys and give them feedback and, and help them out. But then, you know, two minutes later, he's working with young guys and it's a completely different conversation. He just had an amazing balance and, and uh, it was just, he was really good re- with relationships. So, um, you know, North Melbourne are certainly very lucky to have him on board. The Blues obviously will go in as favourites on Sunday. Where do you think the Crows are at, given before the Giants, we started talking about the finals? I mean, it was a great win over Richmond, an even better win um, against the Western Bulldogs and Ballarat. And all of a sudden, people were going, well, this rebuild, it's not about improvement. It's about seeing if they can flirt with the idea of getting the finals. And then they get smashed by the Giants. Where do you think they're at? Well, probably at the start of the season. Uh, well, they surprised everyone, I think, at the start of the season, chalking out wins and, and playing some really good footy. And you know, at every club within the four walls, you're... You go out every week to win and and to play well, and you know there's no doubt that they would have thought that leading into all their games that they've played. But externally, it did surprise a few on on how quickly they have bounced back from this supposedly rebuild. So, um, I suppose this game teaches you that if you get a little bit too far ahead of yourself, you can get brought down to earth pretty quickly, and that's certainly what happened on the week or last weekend against the Giants. Um, and, yeah, it's, they need to respond against this week, against uh, Carlton. The Giants just – have they just been underperforming? Because we are talking about this maybe a week and a half ago. They're stacked. The talent's there, and all of a sudden uh, that talent decided to perform against the Crows. It was bad timing. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, and you can't deny that the talent that they've got. They're, they are a very good football side, and they can do, they can do some damage now after having a win like that. Um, you know, their midfield – Bats so deep, um, their, their forward line looks potent, um, and their, their defence is holding up well as well. So um, 
they can be a scary unit. So the opposition that Adelaide did play last week are a very good football side. So we can't uh, take that away from the Giants. Um, your relationship with the Blues, it's, uh, it's an, it seems like an obvious question, but you hear so many players saying, well, no, they have a really good relationship with their former club. Some players saying who have played over 200 games saying, well, no, I don't. Um, are you a blue bagger, as they call it, for life? I, I love the club, absolutely. Um, how can you not, by spending 11 years there, um, life member of the footy club, uh, and you know, moving interstate, especially from Adelaide, a you know, small country town, so to speak, moving to the bright lights of Melbourne, um, they instantly become your family, or they did become my family. Um, y- you make amazing relationships with people at footy clubs, uh, players, staff, supporters, and of my 11 years at Carlton, I could not be thankful enough for them to provide me not only the opportunity to play AFL footy and, and at the highest level, which was a, a boyhood dream of mine, but yeah, just to, they helped shape me as a, a person and a, and a man as well. So um, oh, I certainly speak to a lot of people still in that organisation and now that uh, I'm retired, hopefully can get over to a few more games um, over the next couple of years, which would be fantastic. Look, dare I say it, uh, and jump on board the text line if you think I'm just um, overthrowing this Carlton supporters, 0427-154-166. But are you like the rest of the Blue supporters and already bought your grand final tickets? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I was even buying into those mottos we used to bring back back in 10 years ago. Do we know what the Blues are cooking and they know we're coming? And yep. yeah, now that I'm on the other side, I'm all for it. Let's go. Uh, but quite seriously, um, they're obviously building something. How much do you think is it because everything's coming together at the right time, Charlie Kernow's finally got his body right, all those types of things, a new coach, etc. Is everything just beautifully falling into place at the right time? It seems like it, doesn't it? Um, their list is in probably the best spot it's been for a very long time. Um, they've gone and got some midfielders to help Cripper. You know, he's obviously been shouldering a pretty heavy workload through there over the last few years. And yeah, we can see with, with Scherer and Kennedy now stepping up and Hewitt, these guys helping him, like, how good's he been this year? Like, mm. he'd be leading the Brownlow medal for sure up until this point, you would have thought. Mm. Um, the other thing that I was going to ask you as well is scrutiny. The Blues, they get so much attention, good or bad, over in Melbourne. One of the genuine big clubs of Melbourne and the Crows, as you know, it's front page. It's absolutely everything over here. It's all we talk about is the Crows in Port Adelaide. Um, where was the scrutiny heavier at? The Blues or the Crows? Yeah, it's, it's certainly very different, I think. Um, obviously, Adelaide being a two-team town, it's, it dominates the papers. It dominates the news. It dominates these shows. Um, it's, it's in your face a lot, and you, and you can't escape it. Like you, you walk down the street to get a coffee, and you know, there's Crows supporters, there's Port supporters, and that's yeah. it. Like there's there's nothing else. Where in Melbourne, being at a club like Carlton, if things weren't going well or your form was down, they still would come after you. But it would only last for a week or two, and then someone else would do something to yeah. know, someone else's form would be bad, or another issue would be happening at another club, and then they just forget about you really quickly. And yeah, you know, there are some pockets in Melbourne, you know, Brunswick Street or Sydney Road or something that you can actually just sneak away to and have a beer in a pub and no one knows who you are but that's not the case here in Adelaide so it's certainly very different any run-ins with any journos or anything don't have to mention names but any any hairy moments oh no no oh, no hairy moments but I've had to bite my tongue a few times put it that way 
<laughs> yeah, right. Maybe lucky you did bite your tongue. <laughs> uh, get the text coming through uh, for Bryce in particular, which is we're just going through a nice little feedback session as well. South Adelaide doing leading teams. So you know all about this uh, feedback stuff. 0427 154 166. Plenty of time as well to take a call. 1300 736 736. Um, plenty happening with the races as well at Morfittville. We're going to speak to Simon O'Donnell, one of the absolute greats. Just after 10 o'clock, top of 18 across Adelaide today. This is Saturday's in SA. And of course, we're doing it thanks to Solitaire Audi. Get out there, test drive the new A3 and S3. Well, good morning to you. It is eight minutes to 10 o'clock and this is Saturday's in SA. Uh, doing it uh, live from SENSA Studio Lumo in SA. Of course, thanks to Solitaire Audi. Visit Solitaire Audi, test drive the new A3 and S3. Uh, big round of footy still ahead. Kicked off last night beautifully by Port Adelaide. Three in a row for the power. Uh, beat the Western Bulldogs by 17 points. We're looking forward to the Crows taking on the Blues tomorrow. That's going to be happening at Marvel Stadium. Of course, the Bryce Gibbs Cup. So much to play for. Um, there's a lot to talk about as well in terms of some of the other games. Importantly... Dusty Martin is back, and that just makes footy fans across the country so happy. I put Dusty Martin in the same category as Lance Franklin. If you don't like Dusty Martin, I'll say this, you don't like football. Is that fair? Well, you don't like Dusty when you're playing against him <laughs> or he's playing against your team. But you're right. It, it is, it's great for Dusty, it's great for Richmond, and it is great for football lovers in general because... That's why you go to the footy, to, to watch guys like him. No, he's just a freak. Now let's hear from the coach, Damien Hardwick, on a three-time Norm Smith medalist. Yeah, he's in, a, he's, in a, he's in a good space, but, you know, it's like anyone that's had a loss of a, you know, their best mate and their father. There'll be ups and downs, and we support him, we understand that, and we'll continue to provide support where we need, and, you know, he's continued to work on what he needs to, to get the very best out of himself, but, you know, it's challenging for people that have gone through such events, so um, we just wrap, his, wrap our arms around him as best we can, allow him to the space and time he needs. Did you ever match up one-on-one with Dusty, and did you guys, we did hear that some clubs used to do dusty training and that is working out the best technique to um not get palmed yes that that is a thing is it yeah absolutely (laughs) um i I had a lot of matchups on him early days when he was when we were young and uh we had some good battles too yeah yeah it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say similar type of players because we're not similar type players. Just the the, the early, difference the early being days, just the tattoos. Yeah, I think. the young guys <laughs> in the midfield, we would get matched up on each other. Um, and yeah, that 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 fend off. It is before every game you would play Richmond. You would it would be like obviously got to watch for it. Yeah. And we're not going to let it happen. And as much as you tried to not let it happen, it's of course right. it happened. <laughs> so um, yeah, that is a thing. So, and in short, I mean, how would you stop it? If you saw Dusty Martin coming and knew that he's just about to give you this outstanding rugby palm off right in the middle of your sternum, how, would you, how do you avoid that? No, nah, you just corral him. You don't even try. <laughs> just let him let him kick it. <laughs> Get you, out don't, of you don't want the embarrassment of getting tipped upside down by Dusty's palm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, some of the other talking points, and this one has been happening for the best part of two or three weeks, and that is umpire descent. Oh, jeez. And it was only a couple of weeks ago we were starting to talk about this is going to almost just erode personalities from the game and all the things like that. Last week or so, what have you noticed? Has it calmed down a little bit in terms of the arms out and there's not, it's not as strict, but although is it umpire's interpretation? 
individually. Like it, it feels like it's it's individual. But I, I was even watching last night. It was a couple of times where I reckon it was maybe a Lear Lear and someone else where it was a late call and. I think Aaliyah put his heart, his face in his hands. I was thinking, oh, if he gets pinged here, I'm going to be really, really upset. Surely the umpire can allow for a bit of, let's call it, disappointment. Absolutely. And it's an emotional game. And in the heat of the moment, like sometimes you don't even know you're doing it, like to be honest. So um, as long as there's that balance of you know, understanding when you, there, that disappointment is there and that, and that it is not dissent, um, I think it should be okay, but yeah, some of those ones that were were paid early days or a few weeks ago, um, they were pretty harsh, I thought. How would you have gone now? Did you used to give, as we call it, some solid constructive feedback to the umpires or did you keep your mouth shut? Did you keep your arms by your side? Well, or you used to wave them about a bit? Do you reckon I would have won the McGarry medal if I got <laughs> on the lip, Hazy? <laughs> smart. That is very, very smart. I'll tell you right now. It was maybe 2007. Remember Ian Callanan? I know, Nutsy, yep. Oh, I reckon, if my stats serve me correctly, he was a midfielder resting up forward. He kicked 59 goals as a small forward. He won Central's BNF by a record, I reckon. Record amount of votes. We played something like 13 games at home, and 12 of them he was best on ground. It was just one of the all-time great seasons. And I reckon he came maybe 8th or ninth in the McGarry medal. And... Nutsy was one of the guys who would not just give the umpires some feedback, but he'd go as personal as he possibly could. <laughs> and it, I'm telling you right now, it absolutely cost him a McGarry medal. Well, yeah. You, and I don't blame the umpires because <laughs> some of the things I heard come out of his mouth, <laughs> I'd be writing him off to. I can't imagine the Gowns twins would have <laughs> given, or it would have got too many McGarry votes exactly over right. the years either. Exactly right. Um, so you've obviously got a positive relationship with the umpires. Do you talk to the umpires? What do you do? Or do you just keep your mouth shut? Nah, oh, you you got to have a relationship with the umpires. They're, they're obviously very integral to to our game. And and if we don't have umpires, no one's playing games of footy. So um, I, I have a bit of bit of fun with them, a bit of banter, uh, all in good jest. Um, that's what it's all about. Mm. Um, we'll talk about after ten o'clock as well. What's happening with the West Coast Eagles? Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about as well is Jack Ginevan and his start to his AFL career. And I suppose uh, it was Kane Corns that brought it to attention, the, the feedback that Kane had for a young man who was given a GoPro and sort of carrying on after game, all those types of things, which, I mean, GoPros and all that sort of social media interaction is a new thing, so it wasn't happening back then. But just in short, before we get into it a little bit later on, your thoughts on Jack Inovan? Well, he's certainly... A- personality isn't he? he's he's big personality definitely out there which um, we crave absolutely and you know you, again it comes back to balance you you want guys to be themselves and you know show their flair um and and you want to support them in doing that um and yeah as you said the, all the gopro stuff that was i'd never seen that happen before um and obviously he's had some feedback from from the leadership group that little incident there, that's obviously got a lot of traction as well. So um, he's certainly uh, getting spoken about a lot at the moment. Can we get the GoPro out down at uh, Panther Park and get the boys up and about? I'm sure Matt Rose would be keen to uh, 
to get the GoPro out and make sure there's a nice little view of the biceps. The footy budget at uh, Panther Park <laughs> doesn't allow you to have GoPros floating around, unfortunately, but uh, I'll put it on the list maybe for next year. Very good. Uh, big weekend of racing at Morfordville. We're going to check in with Simon O'Donnell in just a couple of minutes' time. Keep those texts coming through. 0427 154 166. And geez, we'd love to take a call from you as well. Uh, we'll do that all the way up until 10.30, the number, one 736 736 Visit Solitaire Audi, test drive the new A3 and S3. It's bang on 10 o'clock. Let's check in with the news. Two minutes past 10 o'clock. Great to have you on board this morning. Keep the text coming through, 0427 154 166. Before 10.30, we want to speak to Simon O'Donnell. Big day of racing at Morfordville. Of course, it is the 2022 Robert Sankster Stakes. Any tips? Oh, geez, text them through. 0427-154-166. Um, Gibbsy, do you get to the races uh, much? And did you used to really hit the racing scene over in Melbourne? Uh, we did, yeah. Um, obviously, living in Ascot Vale, we had Flemington Racecourse just up the road. So certainly the boys love to get down on the track when possible. But uh, since having kids and uh, getting married, it's sort of hey, don't quite hey, get kids. to the track anymore. It's, uh, it's too busy doing other things. <laughs> It's a good solid excuse now, isn't it? The spring the carnival was always good fun. That right. Because that's just obviously just after you guys have finished. Correct. That was through October. Yep. The boys would get some tickets and head along and carry on for a bit, which oh. was always good fun. Wouldn't you blokes just think you were the kings of Melbourne? <laughs> a very good time. <laughs> a very, very good time. Um, all right. Let's uh, catch up now with Simon O'Donnell. Simon, good morning. G'day, Thomas. Oh, mate, great to have you on board this morning. Before we talk about some racing, um, you're just one of the absolute greats in terms of sports uh, across the country. Mate, what have you been up to? Jesus Christ, I'll talk to you any time. You keep saying that. <laughs> mate, what's been happening? <laughs> mate, no, no, there's plenty happening. Always, always uh, plenty happening. Mate, I, um, we do all our SEN track. There's always a, a busy weekend. So um, anyone over there that's not listening to you guys and wants to... Not only keep up the footy, but keep up the racing. Can hear us uh, cheerioing each other and cheering some winners home on a weekend. And mate, during the week, I try and keep Australia fed to a level. There and, you go. Um, and I've got a little little cattle feed lot that I run, and uh, so I try and make sure there's some nice steaks coming off there to keep us um, all uh, fit and healthy and uh, feeling good during the winter. Very good. What sort of cattle are we talking, Simon? You got Brahmins, Herefords? But, no, no, mate. Mainly. Mainly um, some Hereford Angus and, and a cross of Hereford and Angus, black baldies, are, are the ones I, I try and uh, um, put some nice weight on so they're nice and juicy at the uh, at the end result when we're standing around a barbecue. Oh, very nice. So uh, We'll have to try and sort something out because uh, that sounds... I haven't had a good steak for a long time. Oh, mate, oh, please. <laughs> please, you've got to be having... You get, you, you, but there's got to now. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do some research and tell you who should be buying your steaks off in Adelaide. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's very good. But uh, mate, we need some money. <laughs> we need some money to buy the steaks. So, uh, what can you tell us? The 2022 Robert Sankster steaks, um, mate. What's what's a good tip? Well, who do you like? Mate, I like Bella Vella. It's a ripper race. It's really open. So, um, uh, you know, and it, it, it's. September run, can she be trusted or not? She hasn't run for about six weeks since her, her last win, but you know, I'm not sure she's the same mare she used to be. So, look, I, I think there's probably six or eight genuine hopes in this, and I reckon Bella Vella's one of them, and she's 
she's going to jump at sort of 15 or 18 bucks. So the value for Bella Bella is, um, is right in the wheelhouse for you blokes to be going and buying a, a nice Mayora Wagyu steak on the way home to put on the barbecue this evening. Very nice. Very good. So, Simon, uh, have you spent much time over here during the Adelaide Carnival? The, um, absolutely love it over in Adelaide. And I've got a horse that we're hopeful um, will be running in the um, in the 2,500 metre, the old South Australian Oaks, um, uh, in two weeks' time. I think it's the 21st of... I think it's about the 21st of May, over, over 2,500 called... Tabby Steel. Now, if she gets a run in that race, which we think she will, um, to race the three-year-old fillies, I might even um, uh, wander over and you know, have the speech already written and make sure I um, I have a lovely day on your South Australian brews at the race. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Let's lock it in then. <laughs> Sounds very just good. Lock, just, just want to make sure we, we'll just see who the other 12 or 13 combatants are first. I might lock it in if it gets a bit strong, that race. So I might be wasting an airfare. I'll come and visit you another time. Very good. Hey, um, Simon, SEN Track has just been an absolute powerhouse. Just in terms of some of your colleagues, who should we be trusting and maybe not so much trusting? I mean, uh, we hear a lot locally from Miles Fitzner. He talks up a very good game, and the results speak for themselves. But um, some of the other punters, we're talking Cam Luke, uh, Campbell Brown. Who's to be trusted? Well, a Brownie, I put on a bit of a... I like Brownie tells you the way it is. Um, Brownie has just a, a couple of foibles in his, in his armoury. One is that he'll often cheer the wrong horse home <laughs> and claim that he was on it when yeah. you replay the tape, he was uh, nowhere near it. Yeah. But that's just the way he likes to play. Uh, putting in the miles fits in the category is a, a former jockey called David Taggart. Oh, tags. Yeah, mate. Look, um, Bryce, you used to be able to, you, know, you probably didn't kick a lot of drop kicks in your time. Mate, you wouldn't trust him as far as you could drop kick him. <laughs> well, now that I'm back um, playing Sandful and, and the old man kicked a drop drop kick in the grand final once, so I still might bring it out, Simon. Don't worry about that. Mate, okay, well, okay, bring it out, but be assured, mate, um, and I'm sure you haven't got any in your team this year without checking the height reference. Mate, take it about. Five foot one. I've never trusted anyone under five foot two, so he's well under the height category to not be trusted. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Hey, mate, before we let you go, uh, Mother's Day. Any plans? What have we got? Um, I'm actually on my way to visit my mother um, as we speak. I'm just about to pop into the forest. Uh, my mum's still going. If I, I won't mention her age, but it's got a nine in front of it. And wow. uh, so um, we'll spend a bit of time with mum over the weekend and um, she's uh, uh, she's still bright as a button and whenever I put my hoof in the wrong spot she's not afraid to give me a clip behind the ears as she's done all of my life so um, it's great to still have her about and be saying good day today and tomorrow. Uh, importantly as well Simon if, if flowers are good enough for you then they're definitely good enough for the rest of us. Yeah and I'll probably grab a broccoli block of chocolate as well but that won't get to mums <laughs> <laughs> mate appreciate your time this morning thanks for jumping on board and um, we might put a couple of dollars on Bella Vella good on you cheers Simon cross, yeah cheers thank you very much Simon O'Donnell joining us this morning if you've got any tips as well please text them through 0427 154 166 but uh, Simon O'Donnell rarely misses but uh, apparently tags does
<laughs> Some well, solid feedback. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, flowers and chocolates, flowers and chocolates. Let's lock it in. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what are you, What else are you up to for your Mother's Day plans tomorrow? Because... Um, Gave my mum some flowers. She came over from New South Wales and uh, headed off yesterday morning, just uh, sent her off with some flowers. And it seems to do the job each and every year because Mother's Day really, really does catch up with you. Always catches you on the hop. They're pretty easily pleased mums, aren't they? They (laughs) they don't ask for a whole lot uh, in return, but... um I think that's the least we can do, Hazy. Yeah, they say that. Uh, give us a call as well. We'd love to take a call before 10.30. That number, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Bit of cloud across Adelaide right now. Maybe a couple of showers expected as well for a top of 18. Uh, this is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Andrew Hayes. Good morning. Good morning to you. Coming to you live from SNSA Studio Lumo SA. The text line's been very busy this morning. 0427-154-166. Still a good 20-odd minutes. That's not good maths. 16 minutes to be precise. Give us a call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This text, though. Just had another message from every umpire that has officiated one of Bryce's games. They don't seem to be buying his friendly banter stance. One of the greatest sooks of all time was a common thread in their messages. <laughs> well, if he's sooking, it worked last year. <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> uh, mate, your form though, first couple of games, and you're right. I don't know where you heard me say that, but I was going pretty strong on you saying, look, he this guy. me. We, oh, right. You and Kane. I think it was Josh Jenkins actually yes, interviewed yep, yep, yep. me. And one of the all-time declares, and it's... As usually happens, it's bitten you on the bum. Yep. I said, uh, just jump on this bloke to uh, win another McGarry medal because we're two games in and he's locked in six votes and all of a sudden you started to get some (laughs) unwanted attention in the middle. I didn't think they tagged anymore, but apparently they do. Well, the the Adelaide Sandville side (laughs) never tag. They haven't tagged in the whole time they've been in the competition and they've tagged twice in two years. Yeah, that's probably because every time you play South them, Adelaide. every time you play them, you absolutely tear them <laughs> up. Oh, I used to say it's not personal. Oh, uh, jeez. Um, let's talk about Jack Inovan. So there's so much that's played out with this young man. He's There's a lot to like about him. If it's not just his hair, it's the way that he plays. Uh, it's seeing a young bloke come through with personality. Um, look, Kane really boosted his profile, didn't he? Put him on the map. <laughs> talking about uh, the shenanigans with the GoPro and to reel things back in. And then what's happened is he's gone out and put on a great performance in the Anzac Day, won the Anzac Day medal. He's been spotted as well at a pub having a couple of beers. And the big talking point from that is it's a short turnaround between Anzac Day and the next game. And that basically Carlton has said that they had to reel him in and do some things. Now, Kane's point was, hang on. As he said, you created this monster, and now he's saying, now we're trying to put him back in the right direction. Are you going to let him be loose, or are you going to reel him back in? It's an interesting situation. No doubt you've been in situations as a senior player at either the Blues or the Crows where perhaps some young blokes have shredded a fine line. There's always players that push the line, absolutely. Um, but for me, this this one's pretty black and white. I mean... For years on end, if you have a six-day break or if you've got a cork or if you've got any slight soft tissue injury, you stay off the booze on a six-day break. Is it spoken about or is is it just an unofficial rule? No, it is spoken about. The the teams I've been involved in, that has – that's usually the blanket rule for for that scenario. So I can understand the leadership group, I think, called him in and and had a few words to him – 
which is what would usually happen. Um, and if it's a once-off, I suppose you get a slap on the wrist and you get reminded of that. Um, but it's only a problem, a problem, I suppose, if it becomes a trend. So I don't think it's become a trend just yet, but obviously with someone like Ginevan, who's a bit out there and is enjoying maybe the spotlight at the moment, uh, he probably just needs to be a little bit careful, I think. <laughs> enjoying the spotlight. Those players, though, do you embrace them? If you're a senior coach, let's say that's your next step. Let's say you do go down the coaching path and you're a senior coach somewhere and there's a young bloke coming through and absolutely enjoys the spotlight, um, provides plenty to deal with in terms of um, social media stuff and all those types of things. And the big individual goal celebration, which I absolutely love, he was, I mean, it was the coach, Craig McCray, said, look, we want to see, we want to celebrate more as a team. A player like that, do you, would you embrace someone like that? Because as fans, I'm a footy fan, I love it. Yeah, and if that helps that player play well on a Saturday, that's what, you, that's what your job to do is, is get the best out of your players. And by them expressing themselves and, and being them, and even though um, it might not be someone's cup of tea, it's certainly someone else's. So um, oh, you have to embrace everyone. And, and as I said, if, if they're performing on the weekend, I, I think let them go. Why not? Mm. Um, the situation at the West Coast Eagles is a royal mess at the minute. And unbelievably, the Fremantle Dockers are flying as it sits right now. The live ladder, they are sitting on top of the ladder. Uh, the Deeds are still yet to play a game. So off the back of uh, some criticism uh, directed at some players for being out of condition, all those types of things, they've been smashed with COVID. The Eagles released a statement last night saying that they're aware of some players who attended a Leaderville nightclub last Saturday and are continuing to investigate the matter. So given the current environment and the peak in COVID-19 cases in Perth, the club is devastated that some players opted to go out publicly as they have done. Senior coach Adam Simpson in quarantine under AFL health and safety protocols said, I'm furious and disappointed with the actions of these players. Now, everyone's saying the same thing. Well, first of all, before we uh, jump onto this, let's hear from Jack Rewalt just talking about potentially West Coast hubs and their situation. We can't have this week in, week out where these sides are just... West Coast are decimated at the moment. 22 players. 22 players they've got to select from. So I feel like there there has to be a solution. There's got to be a solution. And maybe hubs is that one. And I know that's certainly not what people want to do. But hubs now would obviously look a little bit different than, say, 2020 and 21. I'm not trying to smash Jack Rewalt with this, but because this has happened since he said that, is it... I mean, do you feel like the AFLPA would be furious if he said, oh, by the way, um, if due to the government restrictions, all those types of things, COVID is really, really taking hold of your state, maybe don't go to a nightclub for a few weeks? Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The club and Adam Simpson would be pulling their hair out. Um, They've obviously had such a tough year to date. And this would be the last thing you would want to happen under the circumstances. Um, it is disappointing to, to hear. They're obviously going through what Melbourne and Sydney and Adelaide, we've all been through it. Um, There's still obviously tight restrictions there. And I just can't fathom what these players would have been thinking that oh, this is a good idea to go out to a nightclub, one where bottom of the ladder 
we've got all these injuries, COVID issues. I just, I, I'm not sure what was going through their mind. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's the, I don't think anyone like, can understand, yeah, especially it's, it's the very coach. surprising. Yeah. So. Strong words from the coach. So unfortunately, if you're a West Coast Eagles supporter, it would seem that, um, I mean, am I too strong in saying a lot of the damage has been brought onto themselves? For situations like that? Is that too harsh? For this situation, yes. For injuries and, and other things outside of your control, maybe not. But um, yeah, when your, your club's back's against the wall and, and you're having a, a tough time in general, this is just the last thing you need. And uh, there'll be a bit to fall out from this, I would have thought. Mm. All right, top of 18 degrees across Adelaide today. Still plenty of time to send us a text, 0427 Don't forget as well, the all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Well, it's almost the end of our first show. It's been a lot of fun this morning. Um, some good, solid, mixed reviews via the text line, 0427 154 uh, Don't forget as well, big thank you to our show sponsor, and that is Solitaire Audi. Visit Solitaire Audi and test drive the new A3 and S3. Go see the guys there, audisolitaire.com.au. Um, Bryce, how are you feeling about things? Feeling positive? You should be. I still would like a bit more feedback, absolutely. On the on more the day feedback. on the debut uh, weekend, um, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, we're learning a lot about you this morning as well, and I'm learning as well that you're a massive Liverpool supporter. Mad for it. That's correct. Yeah. So they're in a good spot at the moment. They are in a good spot. Um, potentially could win all four trophies this this season. Not that I want to get too far ahead of myself, but. Just got through to the Champions League final, uh, which they'll play uh, Real Madrid, who um, who they lost to actually in 2018 in the final. So, right. bit of a revenge game, I think, for the Reds. Have I seen photos of you over at a Liverpool game? That's right. Yeah. Where have I seen that? We'll post when we could uh, travel overseas. I don't think everything's open back up now, but um, yeah, off seasons, Europe. I must have been got over there. Must have been just flicking through your Instagram yeah, or something. Yeah, doing some homework, were you? <laughs> <laughs> just a bit, a little bit of snooping. Yeah, so, uh, no, I loved it. Loved um, getting over there and getting Anfield and watching the boys play. And, yeah, they're, they're having an outstanding year this year. Uh, importantly, today as well, Panthers taking on the Red Leaks at Cooper's Stadium this afternoon. What time's kickoff? 2.10. 2.10. Big game for both clubs. TV game as well, so... Big stage. Um, you'd be feeling good, feeling uh, like the Panthers are in a spot where you can really, I suppose, kickstart, ignite your season? We are. We are. It's a must-win game probably for both teams. Um, the competition is extremely tight uh, and you need to bank, bank wins early. So um, they're in a similar position to us uh, and yeah, both teams need to win today. So we'll be looking to do that. So make sure you uh, catch up via the SEN app. Tune into SENSA as well for all your sample coverage. Um, and if all else fails, I mean, jump on Channel 7. and Let's uh, hope that Bryce doesn't get too much attention in the middle and you can get back to winning some McGarry votes. It'd be nice. Uh, Nord <laughs> fans and players out there, leave me alone today, would you? <laughs> let, let me play. Uh, good stuff. Um, happy Mother's Day for everybody tomorrow, whatever you're up to. And if you get an opportunity today, go out and see some local footy. Um, that is the end of our first show, Saturdays in SA. It's been a lot of fun. We've done it live from SCNSA Studio Lumo SA. We'll catch you this time next week. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch you soon. Be safe.